I thought there were three of you. That's the, that's the formula for a good YouTube video. Okay, well, welcome to episode 115 of the Three Northern Makers podcast with me, Steve Bell from Steve Bell Creates. And I'm joined by Sweden's answer to Harry Styles, Pierre the Swedish Maker. Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> does Harry Styles have... Does he has a be- Does he have a beard? Um, sometimes he shaved all his hair off now, though, Pierre. All right. Yeah. So he's looking more like idea. me. He's looking more like me than you. <laughs> if only. All right. So how are you doing? All right. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, good. I've been sleeping for two and a half hours. I was yeah. just knocked out for some reason in the afternoon. Might have been due to having a pizza for lunch at this restaurant, and my daughter wouldn't finish her pancakes, so I had them as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. Okay, just a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a special episode today, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, we promised you a guest, and we have got a guest. Um, this guy, his mission, he says, is to build beautiful things with joy. He's the man with more tracksaws than Pierre has cows. He is Wit. I always say Wit. Drew from Witworks. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to call you Wit more times than enough. You know that. Don't hey, you? I, I actually, no one does that, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> now, every now and then someone does it. And I'm like, you know what? I should have led with that. That's kind of nice. So feel free to do that. Oh, and actually, Drew's not, even, Drew's not even my name. It's a nickname. So. All right. Okay. Jokes on you guys. Oh. Well, okay. Can you can you re- reveal your real name? Yeah. Well, Andrew is my real name. All right. <laughs> in col in college time, people started calling me Drew, and then that just stuck. So. All but, right. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I like yeah. wit. That's a nice one. Wit. Yeah. Wit from wit yeah. work. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing? I'm doing. Great. I'm doing good. Mm. Um, sort of. My last video did beyond my expectations, which means that the one I'm working on right now, I am an anxious mess about <laughs> because I'm like, I don't want this one to flop. <laughs> so, uh, but all things considered, I'm doing well. Me and Steve actually watched that video, the last one about the cabinets, together in re- IRL. Yeah. Oh, in, really? In my sofa. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you do. Wow. Don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. No, it was, it was really good. I think I told you as well, Thank but you. it was um, it was unlike any other video you did. I think. Yeah. What was the recipe? Do you think yourself? Um, that's a good question. I was going to ask you what did you like about it because that video that was six weeks of my life, and it's so I'm so close to the trees so to speak i don't see the forest so i'm like i don't know what people liked about this video because it it was just here for a month and a half so Mm. um i think i know there's a couple things i did intentionally based off actually a conversation i had with you and i I think it worked but um i was nervous about that when i thought people would just not watch it or jump Mm. off because there was too much foolery Someone commented, this video is 20% woodworking, 80% effing off. 
<laughs> and I was like, that's the that's the formula for a good YouTube video. Congrats, <laughs> you found it. Of course. No, but it was it was fast paced, but not usually that's uh, during the intro. Uh and then the pace slows down a bit, but um yeah. it felt like the pacing was uh, all through the video, it was quite high paced, and uh, but still with the calm music, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's weird is I felt that it was too fast, but most people said this is just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my internal motor is a little bit slower, I guess. So, um, yeah. Thank you for that. That's good, Steve. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm, fishing. I'm trying to learn. I'm not fishing for compliments. Yeah, you're, asking the wrong, you're asking the wrong guy to learn from. What, <laughs> what did I do good here? Um, I quite like the uh, the whole story of it, like going to Home Depot and uh, discussing the plywood and all that sort of business. And um, So you've been out of the workshop sort of thing. Mm. But um, I like the build itself. There was an awful lot of wood yeah. in that build, wasn't there? There was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a... But, uh, yeah, I liked all that sort of thing. And again, uh, the pace was good and the humor was good. I like, I like all that sort of stuff. Pierre's last one had a, a bit more humor than he normally does, which I quite like. Uh, you mean measuring my pee-pee? Yeah, no, there was lots of bits and pieces in it, wasn't <laughs> No, but um, uh, <laughs> I also think it's, there's a bit of relatability in, in making cabinets without, because every YouTuber you see get these bloom hinges and... Yeah. And if you're just a hobbyist at home and you go look on Amazon and you see the price of that and you're like, not doing that because that's yeah. too expensive for me. So uh, seeing that you can make cabinets without any hardware like that, I think is relatable as well. Yeah, in, hind- yeah, in hindsight, that I thought that might be the case, but I wasn't sure. But when I tested the idea with people, one of the common complaints I heard from people say, oh, yeah, those drawer slides are really expensive and the price of plywood is really crazy Mm -hmm. and the quality of plywood is terrible. So I had a hunch those three triggers were... would. I didn't realize how much it would resonate with people. I just knew that I was frustrated and I heard one or two other of my friends were frustrated but I didn't realize so much of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I was so frustrated with yeah. price points, quality, availability, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I didn't really, it was a hunch, but, but it was like, I don't know, you know, yeah. sometimes you never know what yeah. really gets people going. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I did for, then, go ahead. I think for like, you know, you sort of average joy in your garage workshop, you don't want to spend a fortune on plywood and uh, yeah. uh, hinges and draw slides and all that sort of thing. And so I think it resonates with that type of group of people that, you know, you can do, you can make some really nice without the expensive stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the funny thing is whenever um, back in the summer, a national brand contacted me and the original video was going to be, they were going to give me about $5,000 worth of hardware 
to make these ready-made cabinets and then you just build the drawers for them and you can kind of customize the like the the cabinets come in various widths and heights and depths it's really like choose your own adventure type deal and then um, they also make their own bloom style drawer slides that are a bit cheaper um, and so my idea was let me build these cabinets um, but let me show how to let me show how to build drawers but I'm using your products and then at the end of the day I get um, a shop full of cabinets and really nice drawers without having to build them and so that was going to be the plan and then at the last minute they were like, well, we're looking at budget and maybe next year and we, we'll get back to you. And so I just was like, I can't wait. I just moved. I literally have maybe 50 boxes of tools. I need to do something. And so I was, I knew doing what I did was going to be six weeks worth of work. And I would have preferred the five days worth of work and $5,000 yeah. in free tools. <laughs> and so that didn't work out. So they, they gave me the hard, so I was kind of forced to go that route. However, it's a blessing because that my channel had been kind of stalled and I had like gray arrows all pointing down, <laughs> which I'd never <laughs> had before. And it just like jump started it back to life. And, um, and then I did plans for the first time. I think I've sold 250 sets of plans in the last oh, two wow. weeks. Oh. So it turns out this was way better for me long term. Yeah. yeah. And it's more, but be- actually, it's better for the audience. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that was one of the lessons I think I took away is, you know, sometimes, yeah, you can take some free tools, but that's not going to benefit the audience if you make a video that really benefits the audience and you put the work in, it actually might come back and help you in your goals. So mm-hmm. I uh, actually yeah. read the ad from film booth. He sent out an email today. Explain. I don't know if you read it, but he was kind of yep. explaining how he was trying to inspire the audience in, in, in a video yeah. like a year ago by doing these fancy shots. And then he kind of realized that this is not inspiring at all. It's, it's kind of the opposite because most people, yeah, it's intimidating. Uh, so yeah, I, I suppose yeah. that's the same thing with woodworking. Like bringing out the domino is just like a throw off for people, I suppose. You know, it's it's interesting. I wonder if that's changing because I I don't get any comments about my domino. I even did a full domino video. And there wasn't one negative comment about the domino on that video. Mm. Instead, it was like, okay, now I'm going to go buy one. Yeah. There, there's probably 50 of those comments that are like, okay, you talked me into getting one. Mm. And I, I wonder if they just become so ubiquitous now that yeah. people aren't as triggered. But for a long time, they were festivals a polarizing brand anyway because of the mm. price point. But yeah, I've tried. I've tried to provoke the the viewers with some things in my videos regarding Festo, but it doesn't work either. No one, no one posts about that. It's it's about other other stuff. I get comments. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? I love Ed, and I reply to uh, his emails every week. He's one of the only newsletters I actually read. And a couple of weeks ago, I was wor- when I was working on this video, I didn't. 
I hadn't read the email yet or, and therefore I didn't reply to him. And so the following week I read it and I emailed and like a minute later he wrote back and he's like, I wondered where you were. You didn't email me last week. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. So now I email him every time. Just let him know I'm, I'm reading, but he's a cool, he's a cool guy. Um, I don't know if you ever reply to those emails, but you should. He, he, yeah. uh, he's a great. He's one of the most helpful YouTube advice channels out there. There's so much that give bad advice, and his advice has changed. I was making search-based content. I was thinking about this this morning. Mm-hmm. I was making search-based content for like a year and a half, because that's what all like the channels tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue about making browse and suggested based content mm. and ed had one of his videos talked about that and i was like i'm gonna try that and then that video went to the moon yeah and my channel started going up he's he's really great and uh, one of the few uh, uh youtube advice channels i've seen that really has good advice and not just spamming with oh my gosh crap, yeah. crap advice yeah Oh, hey, you know what I was thinking is, I I didn't say it because we got going, but one of the things I did in this last video that was based off of something you said to me was based off of what the Bricks and Disorder guys did that they told you. Yeah, yeah. uh, Which was to try to make the long form video like 20 short forms stitched together. Mm. And so in this video, I tried to think of the video in terms of like 90 seconds or 120 seconds mm. and that helped the pace go, but it also helped the different story changes go. Um, so like the opening could have been a short about how expensive your slides and plywood is. Then the next thing, the game plan that could have been a short and then the trip to uh, my, my track saw tips could have been a short. And then my trip to Home Depot could have been a short. And then my trip to the plywood company could have been a short. And I just tried to make sure my segments were no longer than two minutes long. And I kept changing. And I, the retention is, is still, it's still like 10 minutes long, the, the view duration. When that, and it's hitting such a wide audience at this point. The click-through rate's 2%. Mm. But it's still getting, I think, 20,000 views a day. Oh and my. even at that wide of an audience, it's still getting 10 minutes of watch time mm. for a random shit because of the pacing. But it's all because of you. You you gave me that idea. You know? <laughs> so it's it's your, I'll send you a check. Uh, <laughs> I'll send it back for the Ikea video then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, mine's not at a million. <laughs> or whatever it is. What's it at? A million and a half or something? A uh, million point three, I think. Did it, I never read the comments? Did anybody did anybody uh, trash me in that in those? Not you particularly, but the price, yeah. Like everyone was going at the, like your price is crazy. That other guy's price is even crazier. It's uh, yeah, they were all about the price. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like a concern. I had actual furniture builders message me and go, "Yeah, I don't." Like I don't take projects under five thousand mm. dollars, and these are got like this is their livelihood. They have shops and employees, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was because it was reaching such a wide audience 
and sure. uh, normal people see stuff like that and they're like because all the woodworkers who saw the video were like i agree ikea ikea yeah. hate that stuff uh no. did you get any return viewers from that what was your next video like did it flop or did it hit it the same audience it was a re it was it was a video that would have maybe got ten thousand views if I would have posted it before the Ikea video because it was just a CNC review basically it was a crap video, but I okay. think since the Ikea video did so good, I got so many initial impressions on the next video I posted because that seems to be the thing like if you post yep. a, a video after that's been doing well. It gets a ton of impressions right away. That's right. Uh, so that I think was at a hundred and seventy thousand views. Oh wow! Um, and then I went down. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, that's the story. Every now and then, here's a million view video, and then we're gonna crush your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it really does. I was gonna ask you about that because I I think that this might be something that everyone gets or it's just me but do you get some post video post anxiety <laughs> kind of deal i get pre and post yeah um that so the one that i just released i my i released it on sunday because my dad was coming over and we were going to do he was going to help me with something in the garage, I think. And I knew that if I posted it on Sunday morning, I would be distracted with my dad at the house that I wouldn't be constantly refreshing to see how it's doing. Mm. And so the problem is, is now my dad follows along pretty and he's like giving me updates every 15 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, this asshole said this or, yeah. you know, whatever. And so now, now my dad is like telling me, you're at a thousand views, you're at whatever. And so I, yeah, it's really hard. Um, when like I'm friends with some of the big boys and they truly treat it like a business and they're so detached personally from the content mm. that they don't really struggle with that. But I feel like we're different is like, this is like an artistic expression. Like the thing I'm making is an artistic expression and the video itself is an artistic expression. And it's tied to like, that. it comes from a, like a deep place in my soul. And I put a lot of effort and time into this. And so when it does not do well, and you're not really even sure why it didn't do well, that's really hard um, to not take it, not take it personally, but for it to not affect you. So yeah, it's really um, in the comments get like that too. I've gotten to where after like maybe two days, I won't even read the comments. Um, partially because I can't keep up, number one. But number two, it's hard mentally to sort out the like the people who aren't being helpful versus the people who are, mm -hmm. um, which is not a great YouTube strategy because there's so much like feedback 
and information you can get from the comments to help you. Sometimes I feel like I'm strong enough to do that mentally. And sometimes it's like, if I were to dive in the comments, I would be a bad dad the rest of the day because I would have so much anxiety or fear or anger. And then when my eight-year-old needs something, I'm short. So it's just, yeah, that's a, I'm not strong. <laughs> a lot of times I don't feel like I'm strong enough <laughs> for this game <laughs> because it is such a, a, um, a mental thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An emotional I, thing. I have the same thing. I was I was doing that thing this week because I posted my video and <clears throat> for some reason I was stupid enough to to put in a, a clip where I had a kickback on the table saw. And uh, and w- in hindsight, I shouldn't have put that in, of course. But I thought this this is a reminder to everyone. Like this happens if you don't think when you work and i was stressing about in the workshop and uh, i absolutely didn't think of what i was doing until i was like midway through the cut and i realized i didn't put the riving knife in i'm also holding the push stick really close to the fence uh, but the some of the comments were like right away also when i released the video one comment was like saw the first five seconds turned it off do yeah. blah 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 <laughs> And then I was I was replying to some some of those comments, and then I was like, "This guy's just mean. I'm, I shouldn't reply to him. I should just yeah. delete that comment." Which I I I just deleted it and thought this is better. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard handling that. You know what I've thought of doing? <laughs> I've never publicly admitted this. I thought of hi- hiring a virtual assistant. They're pretty cheap. You know, like ten or fifteen hours a week, maybe a hundred, two hundred bucks, whatever. Mm. And if there was a way where I could give um, YouTube channel access only for comments to them and just like have them be like maybe the first line of filter of just like, hey, all the jackasses and all the people who like that, like I don't need to see, go ahead and just block those users, Mm. you know, hide them from the channel. And then the ones that are like your typical comment go ahead and reply on my behalf. Like, thank you. Glad you enjoyed it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I wish there was a way YouTube could like fl- flag comments in a good way of saying, oh, hey, Drew, these 10 you really want to see and they deserve a personal response from you. Mm-hmm. And I could go in and just see only see those and it would like protect my mental, it would, it would protect my energy and my mental health so much. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I know some people listening might go, oh, get over it, but it it's weird like it's just weird how it can affect you yeah cuz like, a good comment can affect you a good comment gives you like a one uh, one point energy boost and then you read a bad one and it's like negative 10 yeah yeah. Uh, yeah 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 or one like i've had certified hate speech mm. like i've had i've had like comments where like people have said like people have accused me of being gay and wanting to be raped in the ass and posing to be a woodworker trying to get other people to have sex with me who are men it like the craziest things mm. and then just over and over and over on other videos these people are just like and those don't bother me because they're so they're so out there and I Far have like there, yeah. Yeah. I'm happily married 
and have three children and like you're an idiot you don't know me mm. um but when when you do get like personal attacks or you get people who call you names or have no they have no clue about anything it is hard to just remember these people have a problem yeah, yeah. and i'm i'm not i'm not their problem <laughs> and there's not a and there's not a problem with me but it is hard like i think it does require some like mental muscles that i need to grow to like remember that so these days most of the time i just don't after the first day or two i kind of abandon the comments and um my dad has been really good about like i've added him as a moderator to my channel and he'll go in and anything that's just out of line he'll report mm. and i never even see him um but it's yeah it's a weird the internet it's is a, a yeah it's a sad state thing. of affairs isn't it it's a sad it is yeah world yeah. how do you how do you feel about posting steve um well i'm pretty new to this game so but i still get very, very nervous before i hit that publish button yeah uh-huh. yeah because i think you know i've worked uh i've worked hard at making something and you're not too sure how people are going to react um yeah. Exactly, and the, and the YouTube Studio app, it's it's not really it can be supportive, but if the video is doing what really bad, it's it's quite the opposite. It's like this video is doing really really bad, and this is why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they've done a good job of gamifying it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a really interesting. Um, yeah, it's just a really interesting. When I first started, I would hear people talk like this, and I had no. I'm like, get over it. And I remember, I think I did a a video once I hit 500 subscribers or 250 subscribers, and I made a comment in that video of how. Actually, I think it was my thousand subscriber video, um, which are dumb ideas to do, but. I made a comment saying I was afraid of the trolls and you guys have been nothing but awesome and supportive. And the reason is that was true because YouTube wasn't showing my videos to a wide range of people. (laughs) (laughs) But once I started to get traction, wow, it came in (laughs) and it still comes in every day I get them. But, um, but then at the same time, like, like so this this video um got I think it's at two hundred and eighty thousand views right now in about two weeks. And the town I grew up in has a population of a hundred thousand people. And uh I'm sure you guys know the Dallas Cowboys look mm-hmm. one of the biggest yeah. football teams in, in America. Um their stadium holds a hundred thousand people. And so I was I was as my dad, he was talking to me about it. And I said, how many like rude comments do you think I got on this video? And he's like, probably two dozen. I said, okay, imagine if we filled up Cowboy Stadium two and a half times. That's 250,000 people. And if out of those 250,000 people, only 24 said Mm -hmm. they had a bad time, I'm not sure why I care, (laughs) you know, like, like, because if you go to a a football game where there's a hundred thousand people, you think there's more than 24 who aren't having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, 
we're, we're, we're programmed as human beings to always take more notice of the negative than we have the positive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good yep. putting it into perspective sometimes. But that's still like for your million and a half or million three video, how many, how many, can you estimate how many like nasty comments there were? Nasty, I wouldn't say that many, but kind of leaning towards negative, I would say like 30% at least. Of the comments? Yeah. And how many comments were there? Oof, I have no idea. Like more than a thousand, I think. So that's still like if you had um, a thousand comments, you probably had more. You probably had like three or four. Uh, I bet you had 5,000 comments. Yeah, it's 5,600 comments. (laughs) Oh, that was a good guess. Okay. (laughs) So you think you had a thousand negative comments out of 5,600? It might be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a rule that if one person says it, 10 are probably thinking it. Mm. So let's say um, a thousand people, and if we take my rule times 10, that's 10,000 people. So there were 10,000 people who potentially did not have a positive experience with your IKEA video. You like pissed off 10,000 people. But <laughs> out of 1.3 1, 1. 1. is it 1.3 million? Yeah. Yeah, What's yeah. the percentage of that? Like, if I did, would you do, I'm not a math guy, would you do 10,000 divided by 1.3 million? Is that how you would do it? Yeah. yeah. 0.007, 007. So if all this works out, 0.007% <laughs> of the people who watched that video yeah. said, nah, I don't like this guy. Like not even a tenth of a percent. That's crazy, right? Yeah. But that's still... Yeah. A thousand people barking at you is not nothing. No. But when you take a million, 1.3 million people realizing actually only not even a tenth of a, like 0.007. And that's assuming that 10 other people had the same thought. Yeah. That's crazy. But we, our our minds don't like that math is just so crazy. We don't think we we just just home in on the, on the, the, Bad, nasty, negative comments. Doesn't matter Ten, whether a you could have, you could have a million video, million likes, and a million lovely comments, and one bad one, and you'll focus on the bad one. That's right, Just and that's why were. the videos where the comments are mostly positive, they yeah. basically get to thirty thousand views and stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you something to make you feel better. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, but. In, let's see, you asked me how I'm doing. I said, great. But two years ago, I was doing the worst in my life. Um, The pandemic that we were in was about 18 months in. And I um, I had been as a pastor for 20 years, and I had started... Um, my own parish in downtown uh, for 10 years. So I was leading a church startup for 10 years. It was glo- it was wonderful. It was beautiful. The people were amazing. Um, 
never really had any bumps in the road. Like it was a really, like when you can build something from the ground up, you don't have to deal with other people's traditions and all this stuff. It was a really peaceful thing. And then the pandemic came, we were kicked out of the school we were meeting in. We were suddenly homeless for a year and a half. Um, and there was a lot of political and social unrest in America at the time. And that kind of tore a lot of people apart. So 18 months into that, we were wondering, is this going to work? And then another crisis happened. And without any kind of, just kind of at, not out of nowhere, because it was a slow thing that happened in hindsight, but suddenly in March of 21, we had to, um, I'm sorry, March of 22, we had to close our church. It was just, we had just lost so many people. So many people were hurt and burned out. There was so much kind of division. And, and when you like start a quote business or a passion project and it lasts for 10 years, you never think of one day having to close it. Okay. Mm. And it was like losing a child. Um, it was awful. The worst thing I'd ever gone through. And at the time, I had been doing woodworking as a as therapy, basically. My counselor was like, Drew, you don't get to do anything that's finished. And you see people on the worst days of their life and the best days of their life when they're getting married and having kids and when they're dying and in the hospital or that someone's committed suicide or whatever. Like You're on like the spectrum of best and worst days, and you don't really get to clock out. You need something you can do and finish and so that's how i got into woodworking was like i finished that thing and <laughs> that piece of wood didn't talk bad about me behind my back to other people you know <laughs> and so um i had started my youtube channel in covid and i think just as i don't know a hobby um and i i think by this point i had maybe 2000 subscribers and we were, um, we had closed our church and someone from another church had, they knew our situation and they had a, a like a ranch far away in a, in a, like a, like it by where a bunch of vineyards are. And they said, Hey Drew, would you want to take your family out for a week, stay at our ranch just to get out of town and for free? I'm like, yeah. So we spent that spring break of March, um, out there and it was beautiful it was like the first time that I really started to process what had happened and really think about the future and what I wanted to do. And I was, they had a TV and so I started looking up YouTube and I don't know how, but that's how I found your channel. Oh. And you were doing, I watched, you know, you made a, um, a 3D printed thing of your head. And I watched yeah. how you did that and you made, you know, some other stuff. And, um, I think you made like a YouTube sub counter or something. Yeah. That right. Yeah. And I saw this guy who I thought could be my brother or cousin on the other side of the world. He was into 3d printing. He was into CNC's. He was into lasers and kind of like Festool. And that was me. <laughs> and, um, I was, I don't remember how many subs you had at the time, um, but I was sitting there on the, and I remember having the thought, if I could do that, I think I'd be happy. 
and that guy kind of looks like me, and he has some of the same passions that I have, and he has the same kind of photographic lighting skills that I have, and he tells stories like I know how to. Like, maybe I need to be the Texan maker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that really, like, from that, before that trip, I had thought, I'm going to catch my breath, and I'm going to go back into church ministry. And after that trip, I thought, no, I think I want to be like a professional maker on YouTube. Mm. And I want to give that a try. And I actually had, I wanted a laser. And you had done a bunch of laser s- stuff. And so I went to the computer and I emailed Xtool thinking, let me ask if I can do a video. I, want, I was looking for a discount. And they immediately emailed me the next day and said, I will give you a machine before I realized they'd give a free machine to anyone with a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, but that, that little siesta away from town was pivotal in my like healing and this trajectory that I'm on now. And you were a huge, huge, huge part of seeing like, oh, I think, I think I want to do what this Swedish maker is doing. I think that. Because I hadn't really seen anybody. Everyone in the woodworking space was like proper woodworker and had really, really bad quality video, lighting, sound, mm. and didn't do 3D printing or lasers. Mm. Um, but I was like, well, this Swedish guy's doing it. I Maybe that gives me permission to include a lot of the things that I'm passionate about into yeah. the woodworking space. So oh, that's that's nice of you to say. I think what you mentioned as well has been one it's been one of the ideas for me to start the channel. Like I wanted I'm passionate about many things and I wanted I want to show what I'm passionate about on the channel. At least it started like that and as a real hobby. Um but then that's not very good for for YouTube <laughs> algorithm to be like, That's oh, right. I'm doing a leather purse this week. And people are like, nah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I think Bob Claggett is is basically doing it and he's been doing it really well for a long time as well, like shifting between, or and Jimmy DeResta as well, I suppose. Yeah. Shifting between uh, the passion the passions they have. And what's, what is bonkers is both those guys you just mentioned have reached out to me and have asked me for title thumbnail help. <laughs> and that's like the craziest thing because I, I just go back to being a burnt out, grieving, depressed pastor who's trying to figure out what the hell just happened to my life. Um, did we really just go through a global pandemic? Did we really just have these racial tensions did our former president really say and do did, did did he really like does half the country really buy into this narcissist guy you know like <laughs> and just like sitting there wondering what the heck's going on and being really inspired by you and and a few others but and then now to go oh my gosh like the big boys have found out who I am and are asking me for help. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it it is, is so bonkers that it, it hasn't. But I the reason why I say that 
is, and I try to remember this, no one's given me this story that I'm giving you, but maybe the next time that you have anxiety about your views or comments, I always say not all views are equal because how, like, I was one view. But you, ch- you like, changed my life. And, like, to the point to where a Jimmy DeResta and Bob Claggett reach out to me and ask me for help on their videos, and I'm helping them. So it's, it's just one of those things, like, not all views are created equal, and you never, you never know the impact uh, that you can make. Um, yeah, 100,000 views would be great. A million views would be great, but... What if 10,000 views with like one person that you like actually, like I got three kids under 10, mm. you know, like, and I'm, I'm being able to provide for my family and buy diapers and milk mm. and like move. And like now we live out in the country, out of the city. And like, I've got a better quality of life now because I don't hear drive-by shootings every day like we did for six years and i'm not like now my kids can go outside like like for six years we wouldn't let our kids go because literally like at 4 p.m one day i'm outside in the workshop my kids are outside and a drive-by like a shoots up the corner house and goes by our house 80 miles an hour it was like oh yeah we can't have our kids outside you know Mm -hmm. um but because of youtube man like we're able to buy diapers and have a mortgage and be out in the country and And it is it is yeah. the best work. <laughs> yeah. It truly is. And I, I don't suppose it's you don't set off thinking that you're gonna inspire other people or encourage other people to take up something and do something, but in everyday walk of life, you never really know what you've done today has touched other people. Yeah. And like, you know, when I worked as a nurse, lots of things that I did indirectly or directly affected people's lives and change some of their lives and some of their families' lives, you know. I was looking after some of the parents for many years uh, because they were mentally unwell, and then some of their children became mental health nurses because they'd Mm -hmm. seen me do what I did. But I didn't, I wasn't really aware of my impact on them until Mm -hmm. later. That's right. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's the things that we have to remember and, like, hold on to whenever we're inundated with like retention graphs mm-hmm. and t- nine out of tens. And though that, that feedback is also important. Like I don't think it's an either or I think you can learn how YouTube works and you can learn how to create videos that more predictably the audience is going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but while you do that, I think you can also be mindful of, um, inspiring people in the right way and being an example that other people can follow and, and, and in ways give hope to people who are in, in down situations. Mm. And, um, yeah, you just never, you never know, um, what people are going through when they're watching your content. Yeah. And so, yeah, when people comment negatively, whenever I do see them, I try to just remember, man, they must, you really must be hurting. Mm to put some of that stuff out on the internet. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Like, cause you would never say that to my face. No. You know, and I, and just, yeah. I was telling my wife about it the other day. Uh, like I said, um, uh, I'm sorry if I've been a bit down, but I was, I was affected by these. Uh, there were a couple of comments on the last video, and she said, "What did they say then?" And I explained it to her, and I said, "What they what they should have said were was probably, I hope you didn't get injured by the kickback. <laughs> that would have been the humane way to say something, right?" But they yeah. said. You got a kickback because you were you're not using a riving knife, and, um, or s- some of them were meaner, of course. But yeah. anyways, we yeah. have to milk you for, for for all the knowledge. What advice do you give on thumbnails and titles then? Because you're you're killing it. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think I'm killing it, but oh man, so I would say. The I preface this with no one likes to hear someone talk about how much they know. <laughs> <laughs> so what I can do is I can describe what I think is happening, <laughs> but please don't take it as a prescription. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I know has worked is whenever I started YouTube, I would think of the thumbnail and title at the very end of the process. And I would think of them as if they were labels for a product because I was a graphic designer for a long time. And so I would make a video and then I would come to, now I need to make a pleasant, symmetrical, correct label in Photoshop and a title that says what the thing is. And um, John from Lincoln Street, he had found my channel and I had posted a couple, I'd gotten a tip from a YouTube course I'd taken of really get to understand your audience, like psychologically, what makes them angry, what makes them joyful, what problems do they have, when do they watch YouTube, How do they have kids, all this stuff. And so a part of that, I started to say, hey, what videos do you want to see next? And I would put the four videos I was going to make. And then the fifth video, a video that like someone in the comments had suggested, and then 80% of the people who voted, voted for that last one that I wasn't thinking of making. And I realized, oh. So then I started going down that path. So I was like posting thumbnails and titles that I was working on. I just wanted to see, how are you responding? John had seen that. And he sent me an Instagram message and he said, your titles are too literal. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? Because it was like... F- Rigid shop vac versus festival dust extractor. That was the title. Mm. And he's like, you showed those two tools in the image. So visually you're saying what they are. You don't need to say what they are again with text. So you need to have like a non-literal title. 
And I was like, I don't get it. Can you give me an idea? <laughs> and I think he like wrote like, you know, put the dollar amounts on the thumbnail. And then in your title, just say, this video will save you a lot of money. And I was like, oh. And so that was like the first time I started to think of the thumbnail as something that communicates information. And then the title as complimentary, but that like plants a question, right? So when you see that video that shows an orange versus a green, and then the price, $29 versus $600, there's now contrast in color, and there's contrast in price, and there's contrast in big box store brand versus, you know, Festool. Mm. So there's, it just in that, there's lots of contrast. So I, I learned that thumbnails, like great thumbnails have contrast, both in the idea, but also in the color. Um, and then the title needs to plant a question. So when you see that image immediately, and then I say, this video will save you a ton of money, you immediately need, you, the answer you want to know is by choosing which one. Yeah. <laughs> and you're hoping it's that it's the cheap one. Yeah. <laughs> and that has over 800,000 views. That video has over 800,000 views. Wow. Um, and so that was a big lesson I learned was that your your um, your title and thumbnail need to play off each other, but then your your thumbnail needs to be simple, but it also really doesn't matter if it's graphically correct. Like I'll use Lincoln Street as an example. I cool. tell him this all the time. Um, his thumbnails graphically are the worst. Like, if he were a graphic designer, he would fail <laughs> school. The composition isn't symmetrical, and the font choices are kind of all over the place. And, like, but the psychology in his thumbnails is like A. Plus. Yeah. He understands the psychology of, like, his, um, his video that did great, uh, Boomer versus Millennial. Mm -hmm. uh, got like 3 million views, whatever. If you just look at that thumbnail and study it, all the things that are going on, uh, I think he's wearing either a red shirt or blue shirt and his neighbor's wearing a red, like they're wearing the opposite. So red and blue are huge, contrasting colors. Yeah. Boomer versus millennial, contrasting. Um, Festool versus a hands, rusty handsaw contrasting he's got the split screen like there is so much color and psychological contrast in that thumbnail alone and then immediately you know the idea mm. um so and then that one the title for his is just i challenged a 70 year old neighbor to a build off or whatever and yeah it's not even like he's just saying what like but um yeah cur curiosity Creating curiosity in your titles is probably the easiest thing anybody could do that will get return on investments. Like, just by not giving away the answer. Yeah. Like, I could have, like, my video, I could have titled it, 
Um, I built shop cabinets for under $900 without drawer. Or I built shop cabinets without drawer slides. I gave it away, mm. right? Yeah. So what I did instead is the title is um, our cheap, I forget, our cheap cabinets even possible or in yeah. 2023 or in something 2023. like that. Yeah. Right? And then the thumbnail just shows the finished shot with save $1,300. And contrast. And, the, and there's lots of contrast. There's like yeah. yellow and purple. Um, and then the very opening, like the very opening is like, here's the price. Like, and I confirmed in the hook what the title and thumbnail are promising. Like as soon as, like the first things, like in the first 15 seconds, I confirm that drawer slides are expensive and that I hate it. I show how I built this thing in process without using it. And then I show you me at Home Depot with everyone that has done is the walk of shame, shaking your head. Like I'm not mm. paying $80 for that crap. Within, for, within the first 15 seconds, I've reinforced that and confirmed yes. And I've given you new information that I'm going to sh actually show you how to do it. Mm. Um, and all that's in the first 15 seconds. Yeah. So my advice to anyone making content is like nail down your title, thumb, and your first 15 seconds before you do anything. And make sure you pay that off at the end and that yeah. there's a satisfying payoff at the end. Mm. Um, and then everything else will kind of work itself out. But I think small channels or channels that struggle they do that in the opposite order and all of like if you talk to lincoln street or blacktail or um you know four eyes furniture any of like the big consistent woodworking creators who are just constantly performing at a high level they start with is this a good title like that's actually cam like cam's videos from blacktail start with the title like before he does anything, All right, it's, yeah. do I have my title? Mm. And it's like woodworking fraud is an example of like, that's one of his titles, woodworking fraud. He started that video with that title and he got it from Peter McKinnon because Peter McKinnon did a video called photography fraud or something. Mm. He's like, oh, that's interesting. When you see somebody who's an expert, but then they're saying they're actually a fraud that makes you want to click. Mm. A lot of people view Cam as an expert in epoxy tables. So by him saying woodworking fraud, you're like, wait, what? You want to know? That has nothing to do with the build video. But no, he, exactly. so, but he, that's something he, I heard him say a couple times is he starts every video off with what's the title. Mm. Um, so I've started to do that. Like instead of, instead of like, I have a list of, various um i have a list of various videos that i'm working on i have one that is basically a rigid track saw review but i don't have it in my list of videos it's by its title which is everything home depot got wrong that's the title <laughs> yeah it's not okay here's the here's my rigid track saw video it's no everything home depot got wrong Right. And then I've got another one, which is like, 
five, um, uh, five or uh, 10 track saw accessories. I regret not buying sooner, you know? Uh, and so I try to even now start to think of the video as the title because that is the first amount of information people take in. And so if it doesn't catch my attention when I'm building the video or scripting it out, but like I've got this idea of for Home Depot is actually going to Home Depot with all three track saws they sell that I bought, put them in the shopping cart, and the thumbnail is the first person view of the shopping cart. But outside, so where you see the orange shopping cart, then you see the orange building, and then a blue sky that I'll probably Photoshop in because blue and orange are contrasting. Mm. And then the title of the video will just be Everything Home Depot Got Wrong. And I don't need to tell you that it's a rigid Ryobi or Milwaukee track saw video because those are in the thumbnail. Why use the space in the title yeah, exactly yeah but people who are on the people who are researching those and i've also seen other people who have done videos on one of those saws so many comments have asked well how does it stack up against the other two yeah and i think i'm one of the only people in the world who's actually bought all three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so in the video i can actually say like very early on, hey, this video wasn't sponsored. I bought all of these. Here's the receipt. I can even show the receipt. And I'm going to give you my honest review. Because so many, all the early videos for Ryobi, Milwaukee, and Rigid, they were all sponsored. Mm. And so immediately I can, within 15 seconds, I can tell the viewer that clicked on it, hey, I bought all three and I'm not even given an affiliate link. Like I won't even put links to the saws in the video mm. because I... I I value earning the people's trust more than getting three percent on a potential purchase. Yeah. So that's that's going to be like. So I haven't like actually tested the rigid saw yet. I've tested the other two because I've had them for a year. But what I've spent so much time on is thinking, what's the thumbnail? What's the title? And then in that first fifteen seconds, showing me at Home Depot with a shopping cart. And then confirm to the viewer, I actually bought these full price. And I'm actually going to say, I don't even have an affiliate link for you. So I won't make any money if you buy any of these saws. Mm. Now, because I, I'm sure you get it now, people are like super aware of being sold to. Oh, yeah. So if they click on a tool video and then immediately I can prove to them and tell them, I'm not here to sell you on any of these saws. I don't have an affiliate link for you. And I bought all these. I want you to know what they got wrong. You're locked in and now you trust me. Mm. And then at the very end, I can say, hey, if you're still watching and you found this useful, how I'm able to afford doing this is I have a 3D printing business. If, if you need a dust cap or a rail cap or a track hanger or hose clips or whatever, I'd appreciate you giving me a shot, you know, and I'd do like a 15 second pitch at the very end. And if you've like watched 10 minutes of that video and you've realized, oh, he bought these and he does have an affiliate link and you know what? He helped me make a decision. Yeah. I'll spend $50 on his 
like products and exactly there you go i think that's getting more and more important because i i think it was my brother who told me like on tiktok there's now as an influencer you can set your price and then companies can just go on to tiktok and just choose from a list of of influencers and based on what they want to pay they can choose an influencer and send out the products and there's there's no people are just doing that thing as a business promoting products yeah they don't care if they're good Mm -hmm. or not they're just making money off it it's it's horrible it is terrible and like the secret is i have worked hard at trying to do affiliate marketing and then I've worked eh, on my own products, which are behind me. Mm. And my worst month on my own products is five times my best month selling affiliates. Yeah. And when people like pull the trigger on buying something from me, it's because they have so much trust in me. So it's like, what would I rather do? Would I rather make five times more money selling my own things and have the trust of the audience and be able to serve them directly or burn so much trust with the audience just to make a little bit of money on affiliates? Mm. Like one of those is not very sustainable. No. I, um, I, I was laughing the other day when I watched your video. You did about 11 months ago about Christmas and uh, YouTubers stacking up their affiliate links and selling shit yeah, to yeah, people yeah. for Christmas. It was yep. very funny. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I thought that video was going to do really well. And I'm, I don't know why it didn't because no. it was like one of the best, funniest. It was good. Yeah. Done. It was, you know, like a little comedy show in itself. It was so good. And all the different people you had on cam was on. You were giving away his link to his course and stuff. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good. I'm gonna repost that um, because, and one, I actually thought of that video and thought it would be funny, but also, I had seen my feed had become filled with so many like Black Friday deals mm. that I was like, I don't, I don't want to get on YouTube right now because I'm tired of being pitched, mm. and I was like, I bet other people have the same feeling and so i made actually i made a decision of like i'm only going to announce one deal and it when i do i will offer something for free so when nikita's track saw went on sale i posted a thing said hey nikita's track saw is on sale this is the cheapest that i've seen it it's cheaper than when i bought it if you buy it with my affiliate link, email me the receipt and I'll send you one of my Arbor Caps for free. And I had like 40 people email me their receipt. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, that's my only one. That's the only one I'm allowing myself to do. Yeah. And for me, it really like, it wasn't a big money maker. I mean, Amazon is like 3%, I think. So 3% of $300. What is that? Um, I can't do math, much less when the microphone's dollars. recording me. 30 bucks. Well, that's still 30 bucks. That's 10%. That's 10%. $30 is 10%. Okay, so yeah. probably like $10 then. Yeah. Eight, yeah. It's probably 8 or $9, right? Yeah. So I, not a whole lot of money. No. The 8 or $9 times like 40 people. So maybe 350 to $400 I made off of that one post. 
but I, I don't know. I just didn't, and I see people already doing it now and it's like, man, you're burning so much goodwill with your audience. It's one thing if it's like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. You need to know about it. Like, I appreciate those. Mm. Um, like I've seen one where it's like Milwaukee is selling their router and you get two batteries for free and it's $99 or whatever. And it's like, okay, I actually appreciate like ones like that. But I think there's a difference between, hey, I don't know if you saw this, but this is a crazy deal. If you were on the fence, now's the time you should save money. There's a difference in that and then just like shameless like selling of products, you know? I don't know. Do you guys feel that with y'all's audience or with other, or is it just like, I don't Am I just becoming more sensitive to, to that? I've done, I've done quite a few of these Banggood videos because they've done well. Uh, but I'm free to say whatever I want about the tools. Um, so I've mainly done them because they do well, but I, I'm not really into, I'm not into that. I just want to make videos that get views basically and get on a good, good roller coaster upwards and to be able to do the actual, the actual content that I've planned out for a long time. Cause some of those videos are so quick to make compared yeah. to the other ones I make. Uh, so I've been buying myself some time by doing those, but yeah, gotcha. yeah, it's not my favorite content to make. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a, there's a difference in, um, like Dennis from hooked on wood, I think does a really good job of like, here's these China tools and how do they stack up versus woodpecker mm. or something. And it's like, you're actually giving value. And then there's like, I'm just, whatever comes in the door, I'm saying it's the greatest thing. Yeah. And mm. it, you can spot the blend, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a the, difference. Of in, a tool or a camera or whatever it is. Yeah. It's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Well, we're we're going on uh, above an hour, so maybe we should... Are you coming with us for a bit on the after show? Sure, or? man. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Hey, I love the chat, so don't... Okay. Don't... Uh, do you have a, yeah. do you have any good uh, hook points for the after show? Do I have a what? Uh, do you have any hooks for the after show? <laughs> do I have any hook? Okay, do I have any hooks? Um, hmm. Let me see. You you can think about that and uh, and we'll do our uh, patron we'll do read. Our patron, yeah. Do your patron read and I I've got a good one. Okay. All right. Go for it. I, I just I just hooked the hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So we have some patrons. Uh, we have top tier patrons, and we. Um, do you want to say something, Steve? No, I'm waiting for you to oh, say the patrons. I'll, Come on. All right, I'll go with <laughs> it. Our top tier patrons are Tour at uh, Tour at Lufoten Woodworks, Nick Allen at Nick Allen Twenty One, Thomas Angel at Vexted's Lugbook, Jason Grissom at Jason Grissom and Jason Grissom underscore P.R. Jakobson at P.R.S. Finsnickeri. Tim Greenwood at Turgworks, Martinberg at Maker Martinberg, JM Woodcraft at JM underscore Woodcraft underscore Scotland, Nick James at Nick James Design, Corey Muller at Corey underscore M, Preston Blackie at Urban Shopworks, Roger Anderson at RVA Design 182, 
Bjorn at Interior Maker B Hagen. He didn't like that I said stainless steel and my my thing was magnetic in the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says stainless steel on the website. Marius Bodvin at Marius Bodvin and at Arndal Leather. Richard Salveson at Salveson Design. Arne at Mange Sysleren. And Ule Witskitterin at Ule Skitterin. There we go. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks a lot Thanks for so much, the support, guys. Yeah. guys. Yeah, amazing. And don't forget our TNM challenge. That's right. Yeah, it's still on. It's on. T- yeah, a sheet goods, any bits of sheet goods you've got. Not a full sheet, but you can make anything you like and make something awesome and fantastic. And Pierre has got a video coming out soon about one of his. I have, yeah. Yeah. Tell us more later. I'll tell you more later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about thumbnails. I sent you that thumbnail. I've got did, some upgrades yes. though, so it's, it's okay. getting better, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you taken stuff away or added to it? I'm, I've added to it. Okay. Basically, what Drew talked about—a bit more contrast to the okay. to the photo. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I can't wait. To but see I, it. that video started with the idea of that thumbnail, so I hope it's going to do. Okay. Quite well. All right. Well, I'll let you into a secret about my video in the after show. Oh. And it's thumbnail. Mm. Hook, hook, hook. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Drew, do you have a hook for the after show or not? I do. I do. I have. <laughs> um, I have. Set. I just crossed sixty thousand subscribers yesterday. Congratulations. Um, which is crazy, and I have six. Hard lessons I've learned in sixty thousand subscribers that I wish I knew when I started. Oh, okay. So there you go. I'll get a pen. I'll get a pen and a bit of paper. And, and it's not title and thumbnail. And it th- these are things that we haven't even talked about yet. Okay, sounds nice. good. <laughs> <Bigger. laughs> well, thanks I, so I much. Could, to- I see on, you guys. You just got like. You just got like pins and paper out. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, we just want to say a big thank you to uh, Drew for being on the show tonight. Uh, Thanks very much, Drew. It's been great listening to your words of wisdom. Um, Where can people find you if they want to find you? If they already haven't found you. Oh, if they haven't found me, yeah. Witworks on YouTube is the place. And I have an Instagram, which is, I think, wit underscore works because some idiot has the actual one and um i use that mostly as a phone i don't really produce (laughs) content for instagram it's just a place for people who want to like message me so okay those are the places and i don't know someday i might i might rebrand to the texan maker i'm kind of (laughs) why not yeah (laughs) i hope you've got the big hat I I don't have a cowboy hat or cowboy boots. I need the big hat and the boots, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening. We're off to the after show. How do we get to the after show, Pierre? Uh, Find the link to our Patreon through our uh, Instagram profile, Theme of the Makers, and there's a link to Patreon, and all the patrons get the after show for free. Okay. Are you done now? I'm done now. Okay. Well, I've had a good time. Uh, We're off to the after show. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Well, that's all for this week. Hope you enjoyed it, because we had a fun time making it. Please leave us a review, like us, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at 3northernmakers at gmail.com. You can send in your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, a big thank you. Cheers. Cheers.